And once again, welcome to the Wednesday night edition of Firefox News Online. We are live, large, and in charge from our studios in the Hudson Valley of New York. And as always, like you just heard, it's time for Talking Points. And I'm doing that live again tonight, folks. Twice in the same week, live. Go figure. That's creepy. No, I'm just kidding. I was about to say that was creepy. No, not creepy. Anyway, a couple of items I'm going to bring up tonight in my talking points. Seems uh, Colonial Pipeline wasn't the only ones that got hacked. Washington, D.C. police were hacked. Yeah, found that to be rather curious. I sat back and I thought to myself, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's back up the bus, Gus. Let's look at this realistically. Let's look at this logically. Now another attack and they were negotiating? Oh, boy. This is not this is not going to this is going to be the year companies get cyber hacked. And I don't know if it's because I said something on this broadcast or maybe somebody put a bug in his ear or maybe the puppet masters figured, "Hey, Joey, 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 Sign an executive order to beef up cybersecurity. Uh-huh. <clears throat> now, between you, me, and the four winds, hey, he did that. He signed an executive order. But it's up to the private sector to look out for its own. Okay, basically, that's what he's telling them. And Joe Biden. Yeah, not exactly the sharpest knife in the drawer. But obviously, he, he's a good liar. Or almost a good liar. You'd like to know how? Sure, you want to know how. You already know how. He just opens his mouth. Well, the problem is he opened his mouth and said, you know, that he shut down the XL pipeline and all this shit, right? He did. No doubt about it. Said he was going to stop the border wall construction. And he did. And then he did not. Oh, you're confused? Hmm. Well, let me see if I can paint a picture for you. See, he shut it down by executive order. But because of all the backlash, because of all the media hype, and I'm not talking CNN and MSNBC, I'm talking about alternative media blasting him. For his decision to stop the border wall construction. Well, guess what? He took a reversal on that, and now the border wall is being built. Construction has resumed. Whoa. 
and there's and and he he still has not gone down to the border, nor has Camel Toe. Seeing that that's that's a, right there, it, 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 I, I should have seen the writing on the wall. They talk a good game to their constituency, to their fellow Democrats. But what do they do? They open mouth and insert foot. When I found out that the border wall construction was resuming, I sat back and I thought to myself, oh, shit. Well, the construction's paid for. The money was allocated, paid. Uh, time to finish the job. But he got what he wanted. Illegal aliens in America. More and more and more. And he even got a bonus. They, many of them got in without being tested for COVID. You go to get admitted to a hospital, you have to be tested for COVID. That's what I was told several months ago. thought this was a free country. That's what I said to the nurse. She says, it is a free country. It's, it's just this is the hospital's policy. I said, well, the hospital's policy can kiss my ass and I'll mark the spot on both cheeks. Ultimately, that's when I got my COVID-19 test and was found to be negative. Um, did another one recently. A ra- it's a rapid test, still negative. And that was before I got my, inje- my, uh, my, my Moderna shots. And then just recently afterwards, all my tests are negatory, baby. I'm good to go. Now, I, of course, I digress. One of the stark realities of this situation with the border wall is that every time Biden opened his mouth, he inserted his foot. So did Camel Toe. They just didn't understand that reality. They didn't want to believe that when they opened their mouth, they were spewing more lies than the devil himself. And, uh, yeah. How does one sleep at night when they have a guilty conscience? I guess eventually even Democrats succumb to their conscience, if they have one. And while we're on the subject of Joe Biden, folks, in my talking points here, apparently Biden is pitching, you're going to love this, folks, I've got the story here for for discussion, Biden is pitching $4.1 trillion in spending. Yeah, a spending package of $4.1 trillion. And Biden said, and I quote, snap my fingers, It will happen. 
Excuse me? That sounds like something a dictator would say, doesn't it? Somebody's not playing with a full deck. Yeah, of course we know it's Biden. Old blowhole Joey says, snap my fingers, it will happen. Did you forget that there is a Republican side of the aisle, dumb shit? Apparently he's forgotten that. No. He didn't forget fully. Let me say why I put that out there. Uh, What he did is he uh, kind of tolerates the Republicans. He tolerates it. Kind of, kind of like, uh, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, okay, sure, sure, sure. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes, yes. He's a yes man to the Republicans' face. And then, huh? a 180 degree turn after they're gone from his from his face. Yeah, one of the problems of you liberals is you're predictable. You're very fucking predictable. Last thing I'm going to bring up in my talking points, folks. Rob Astorino of Westchester County is running for the governor's race in 2022, he's running for the governor of the state of New York. He ran once before, but the western, the upper western, and up further north of Dutchess County, folks, oh, excuse me, decided they were going to vote for. A Green Party candidate. Many of them are gun owners. And they wouldn't vote for anyone south of, of, you know, Dutchess County and south, because we're all a bunch of rhinos. Well, after what Governor Shit for Brains did, or as Mike in Louisiana likes to call him, Governor Monkey Tits, well... Uh, let's see. Wouldn't it be a good idea to get him the fuck out? Now, last night I brought up about uh, Sheriff Carpinelli, who's running for governor in the state of New York. But uh, I never heard of the sheriff. The problem with running for the first time is you're an unknown name. You are an they, no one knows you. You've got to get yourself out there. You've got to be known to everyone in the state. Rob Astorino is a recognized name. He was county executive of Westchester County. So obviously he has 
had dealings with other county executives in the state of New York. Okay, and of course, dealings with the the state assembly, the state legislature, and all that. He knows what this state needs. He knows what this state doesn't need. And what this state doesn't need is Andrew Cuomo. So Rob Estorino's running again. Go for it, Estorino. Show him. And this time, uh, up north and west of Albany and all that, you know, in the, in, here in New York State, I got a simple suggestion for you. Don't be an asshole and call people in, in from Dutchess County South rhinos because I am not a Republican. I'm also not a Democrat. But I am a registered independent who happens to be a conservative So let's get one thing straight. You want change? Don't vote for those no-names that are going to take votes away from Rob Astorino this time. Get off your lazy, lumpy asses and vote Astorino. Vote out Cuomo by voting someone in that can do right by the state of New York. You torpedo us again. I'll tell you what. Y'all can keep that upper section of New York. At the borders of Dutchess County, we'll just slice off that part of the state until you freeze in Canada, fuckheads. Believe me, it'd be fun. Hashtag FFNOP, hashtag FFNOP. Trend tonight's broadcast everywhere around the globe on fate, on social media right now. The fates are kind when you do that. With that having been said, it is now time as always for the rest of the story. Ah, yes. I want to welcome Iggy Mom, Cherokee Rose, Gunslinger. Uh, Louisiana Mike is not here with us tonight, at least not yet anyway. Uh, He has not arrived. Uh, He may not show up tonight. But on the phone lines at 347-945-5747, the gunsling is here. Hey, gun, what's happening, buddy? Yeah, not a whole lot. Just the world, the country going to hell in a handbasket. Besides that, everything's cheesy. <laughs> cheesy? Cheesy, yeah. or, cheesy or sleazy? Which is it? Well, with the, with the, with camel toe in there, it's sleazy. There you go. Bingo, buddy. <clears throat> I'm telling you, she is one flaky broad, and she won't even. You know something? Neither camel toe or sleepy Joe 
will even mention the problems at the southern border. But I was surprised. I was shocked to shit when I saw that the border wall construction is resuming. Yeah, that was pretty shocking. I seen the same thing earlier today. <clears throat> you got to be kidding me. But see, it was all a political bullshit. That's all it was. You know, because, you know, somebody up there, probably Sleepy Joe probably didn't realize it, but somebody did, saying, hey, you dumb fuck, you better do something about this because the, <clears throat> the Indians out here are fixing to scalp your ass. Okay? Head in ass. Okay? Somebody somebody got to him. Okay? <clears throat> because he did it out of spite. You know that. He did it out of spite because his hatred for, you know, President Trump. Okay? But now, <laughs> with the damn things, the idiots pouring over the fucking border like it's goddamn water, he's forced to do something now. He has to. He has no choice. Or he's going to get his ass capped. One of the two. <laughs> You know, go ahead. No, well, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. And think about this, gun. Really, think about this now. He shut down the construction, right? Yep. Thousands and thousands of illegal aliens came over the came over the southern border. Many of them not even being tested for COVID. Yep. They just disappeared into our country. He got what he wanted. He got more Democrat votes. So I'll bet, I'm willing to bet dollars to donuts they become registered voters and they vote Democrat. <clears throat> serious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, guarantee you they take, they go vote, you know, for that dumb fuck. You know, yeah, you, know you don't buy it the hand that feeds you. You know, obviously they're being fed, so yeah, you know they're not tested for anything, and that's you know COVID is one thing, but what about the drugs and the diseases besides COVID and the criminality that is slithering across that Rio Grande down there? Hmm? Uh, MS-13 gang members, um, drug cartels, human trafficking, human trafficking yeah. Add that one in. Hell, why not? It's a big old nice mixture. No, it, isn't it? It's it's also a problem down there. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Human trafficking. You bet. You you bet. Yeah, hell yeah. They sell they sell women like it's well, it's just like it's growing to the grocery store. Hey, I want that one. Nope. Well, yeah, I'll take this one too. Hell, give me seven for each one for each other day of the week here. <clears throat> so it's yeah, they're idiots. Well, you know that's what they do. It's money. It's money, money, money. That sells. You know. Good. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not the least bit surprised that Biden had a reversal, but it's a, it's a little it's too little too late. The damage has been done. Oh yeah. Now, an insult to injury, he basically told Benjamin Netanyahu. Uh, you know he, he he you know he's behind him on on what whatever he decides to do kind of thing but not offering any assistance to an ally of this country makes no sense 
Then again, it's Joe Biden. It's not supposed to make sense. But check this out, Gunslinger. Remember I said in my talking points about the $4.1 trillion spending? And, he, and where he says, snap my fingers, it will happen. What is he, fucking Karnak the Great or some shit? Hmm. Well, take a listen to this one, brother. You're going to love this. <clears throat> and by the way, Iggy Mom and Cherokee Rose said hello. Hello, Iggy Mom and Cherokee Rose. Howdy, howdy. All right. Hmm? I just said howdy, howdy. Now check this out, everybody. Pitching another $4.1 trillion in combined spending, Joe Biden met with congressional leadership Wednesday on ways forward on both the $2.3 trillion green infrastructure and $1.8 trillion American Families Plan. We're going to talk a lot about infrastructure today to see if there's any way we can reach a compromise that gets the people's work done and is within the bounds of why we ran, Biden told reporters before ushering them out of the Oval Office. Now, Biden met with the Democrat and Republican leaders in the House and Senate attempting to weigh how to get the packages passed in the evenly split Senate while the filibuster and the 60-vote threshold seems insurmountable with little GOP support. Snap my fingers, it will happen, Biden joked when asked about how he might turn the opposition on to his spending plan. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, House GOP Leader Kevin McCarthy, have openly vowed 100% of our our focus on stopping Biden's massive spending. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer also were attending but they already have their entire caucus voting yes to spend $4.1 trillion, and they will move on. They will move no one on the Republican side. The White House has said it wants to move something in Congress by Memorial Day, leaving just a few weeks to work toward a seemingly difficult compromise. One of the sticking points outside of GOP reluctance to spend on socialist programs are the pay-fors. Biden seeks to raise the corporate tax rate from the Trump-reduced rate of 21% to 28%, while moderate Senator Joe Manchin, Democrat from West Virginia, has flouted a compromise at 25%. Biden also wants to raise taxes on households making more than $400,000 annually. Republicans argue that spending will create widespread inflation that amounts to taxes on lower-income Americans. There is some agreement on the need for infrastructure, particularly as it relates to road, bridges, seaports, and airports. McConnell has even upped the GOP counterproposal 
of $568 billion to as high as $800 billion. But that is still $1.5 trillion short of the Biden plan, which has its roots in the modern-day New Deal and features progressive Green New Deal initiates on an American energy makeover and climate change spending. Senate Democrats could move a bill through with just 50 Democrat and independent votes, along with Vice, along with Kamala Harris, uh, on the tiebreaker. But doing so would require undoing the filibuster rule that requires 60 votes to pass a bill, or using the budget reconciliation tactic. Budget reconciliation has been used to squeeze partisan votes through the Senate under the argument the bill impacts Congress annual spending. Hmm. So here we go again, folks. $4.1 trillion spending and all this other good shit. But have you noticed no one's talking about Helping helping the American people with, who, who, you know, who are, whose companies have been closed permanently. There's no there's no talk of a stimulus. I wonder why. Are they have they decided no more stimulus money? Not that I'm complaining. <laughs> oh, excuse me, but. You got American, the American people out there, business owners that are no longer business owners because of the, the, the lockdowns and everything, and it's, you know, there's, you got to give the, you got to give the people something to you know to help them along. And if not, consider massive tax breaks. For, for low- and middle-income Americans. <laughs> All right, Gunn, what do you think? Well, I think he he's an idiot, obviously. Okay. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, it, it, this is, this is, how can this even be even possible? I have no idea. You know, it's, it's, he just completely destroyed this country. Okay. Uh, are they on a vendetta to fucking destroy this country? Obviously they are. Look at what has happened in just in the past four months. We have gone from probably the, well, the greatest nation in the entire world to the most laughed at nation in the world. We're no longer great. Okay. I mean, in that in that quick of a time. I mean, especially economically, you know, is all all of his great and glorious, you know, uh, pipe dreams. That's exactly what it is, pipe dreams. I mean, it's it's just it's it, I'm I'm sitting here reading these comments on Facebook and and all these other places and everything, and and man, people are getting fucking pissed. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm 
seeing, I'm, I'm hearing the, the drum beating, the war drums beating. And I don't mean from another country. I mean from this country here called the United States. Okay. And the war, and the war drums are getting louder. Okay. Because, you know, all this stuff and all the gas prices, luckily that, that, oh, I don't know, did you know that the uh, pipeline's back online? I said that's some good news. I read that earlier today from Daily yeah. Wire. Yeah, so that, that's good. Uh, but you know those things should have never have, should have never have happened. I don't think none of this stuff, at least a good proportion of it, like nine or nine or point nine or percent, would have happened under President Trump's watch. Okay, for some reason, the entire world now that we now that Biden has bent the United States over and spread their cheeks and say, anybody want it, come get it. Good. Yeah, we we've gone from being a prosperous nation, okay, uh, during the four years that Trump was in the White House, to a complete and utter disaster reversal. And I can't say whether or not this uh, ransomware attack by Darkseid against Colonial uh, Pipeline would have happened or not. It could still have happened, but you would have seen a totally different response from the White House. Oh, yeah, definitely. You would have seen a, a very resolute president sitting there going, oh, really? Well, let's see how you like this. He'd sick the goon squad on him, President Trump. He'd have every federal law enforcement agency hunting these some bitches down like, well, I don't know, like anything. You know he would. <laughs> I think part of the problem, though, Gunslinger, is Biden isn't playing with a full deck. <laughs> no. Okay? He's not playing with a full deck. And we know this. You know, and I love it when the mainstream media and politicians say, this is what the American people want. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I talk to people pretty much every day when I go out and about, <clears throat> and guess what? I raise the question, do you want the border open or closed? And I've had people tell me, close the son of a bitch. It needs to be, the border wall needs to be finished. I ask people, do you, do you feel that uh, this country is going, in, going backwards instead of forwards like it was under Trump? And I actually had a couple of people that said they were Democrats turn to me and say, Trump did a far better job than Biden's doing right now. At least with Trump, people were our economy was was doing good even with the pandemic, and we were putting the American people first, as it should be, and that shocked the hell out of me when a couple of Democrats told me that they wanted this country 
they want to deal with this country first. They want to see this country, you know, bolstered up. But they ain't getting it. So it kind of it kind of raises the question: Are Democrats, registered Democrats, now starting to see the reality of what's happening in this country? Are they starting to see the writing on the wall? I suspect there are some Democrats, there are registered voters out there that are sitting there going, "Holy shit, Biden! What the fuck is wrong with you?" You know, stop the border wall construction, illegals getting in left and right, not even being tested for COVID. You're putting our, our you're putting the American people at risk, not just for COVID, but for every, for anything else. The drug traffickers, the human traffickers, all these people. What are you doing? Eventually, party doesn't matter when common sense has to come into play. And this $4.1 trillion spending plan of his basically opens the door for the Green New Deal to be brought to be used without even passing legislation on the Green New Deal. Go figure. Now, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. And maybe I'm not seeing the whole picture. But uh, Cherokee Rose, watching by way of Twitch.tv, <coughs> excuse me, said, yep, so true. And even followed up with, that's the truth. You know, in regards to what we've been saying here so far. Trump put America first. Exactly. And yes, he did. What <clears throat> excuse me. What has me a little pissed off. Okay? Excuse me a second, folks. What has me a little pissed off with the Republican Party is with the election fraud, uh, I think it was Kevin McCarthy who said that nobody's talking about uh, stealing the election anymore. And I am like, bullshit, motherfucker. There are people still talking about it. You just ain't listening. Now, Cherokee Rose said, I hope moderate Dems are starting to see how bad the Biden administration is. And I think you may be getting your wish on that one, Cherokee Rose. You may be getting your wish on that one because I think there are registered voters that are moderate Democrats that that are starting to see, you know, the rea- what's what what's reality and what's fantasy. And if registered voters that are Democrats are starting to see that more and more every day. Just imagine, if you will, what 2022 and 2024 is going to look like. You know? 
All right. So, moving right along. I've got some sad news to uh, report. I had this last night, and I did not get a chance to uh, bring it up. Saboteur, St. Elsewhere, star Norman Lloyd, died at the age of 106. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This Hollywood, this this television and film icon died at the age of 106. Norman Lloyd, whose role as kindly Dr. Daniel Oshlander on TV St. Elsewhere, was a single chapter in a distinguished stage and screen career that put him in the company of Orson Welles, Alfred Hitchcock, Charlie Chaplin, and other greats. He has died at the age of 106. Lloyd's son, Michael Lloyd, said his father died Tuesday at his home in, in the Brentwood neighborhood of Los Angeles. His credits stretch from the earliest known U.S. TV drama, 1939's On the Streets of New York, on the nascent NBC network, to 21st century projects including Modern Family and The Practice. If modern film history has a voice, it is Norman Lloyd's. Reviewer Kenneth Turan wrote in the Los Angeles Times in 2012, after Lloyd regaled a Cannes Film Festival crowd with anecdotes about rarefied friends and colleagues, including Chaplin and Jean Renoir. Tongue-tied. The wiry five foot five Lloyd, whose energy was boundless off screen as well, continued to play tennis into his 90s. In 2015, he appeared in the Amy Schumer comedy Trainwreck. His most notable film part was as the villain who plummets off the Statue of Liberty in 1942's Saboteur, directed by Alfred Hitchcock who also cast Lloyd in the classic thriller 1945's Spellbound. His other movie credits include Jean Renoir's The Southerner, Charlie Chaplin's Limelight, Dead Poet Society with Robin Williams, In Her Shoes with Cameron Diaz, and Gangs of New York with Daniel Day-Lewis. On Broadway... Norman Lloyd played the fool opposite Louis Calhoun's King Lear in 1950, co-starred with Jessica Tandy in the comedy Madam Will You Will You Walk, and directed Jerry Stiller in The Taming of the Shrew in 1957. He was also part of Wells' 1937 modern dress fascist era production of Julius Caesar that has gone down in history as one of the landmark stage pieces in the American theater. Norman Lloyd played the small but key role of Cinna the poet opposite Wells' Brutus. 
Stage Magazine put Wells on its June cover and proclaimed the production one of the most exciting dramatic events of our time. Born November 8, 1914, in Jersey City, New Jersey, Norman Lloyd jumped into acting as a youngster in the 1920s. On stage, he was a regular with Wells Mercury Theater. The groundbreaking 1930s troupe that also featured Joseph Cotton and and Agnes Moorhead and formed the basis of Wells' classic film debut, Citizen Kane. His other plays included Crime, directed by Aaliyah Kazan, and featuring his future wife, Peggy Craven. The couple were married for 75 years until Peggy Lloyd's death in 2011 at age 98. TV viewers knew him best as the memorable, calm center of St. Elegis Hospital on the 1982-1999 NBC drama series St. Elsewhere. Excuse me. His Dr. Daniel Oshlander was originally only supposed to appear in a few episodes, but Lloyd became a series regular and stayed with the show for the entire run. The series would inspire such shows as ER and Grey's Anatomy. Lloyd worked steadily as a TV actor and director in the early 1950s, but the political liberal found him... Found, try again. The political liberal found his career in jeopardy during the Hollywood blacklist period aimed at communists or their sympathizers. In 1957, Hitchcock came to his rescue... Lloyd told the Los Angeles Times in 2014. When the famed director sought to hire Lloyd as an associate producer on his series Alfred Hitchcock Presents, but was told there is a problem with Norman Lloyd, <clears throat> excuse me, Hitchcock didn't back down. This is what Norman, this is what Lloyd recalled. He said three words. I want him, Lloyd said. He was immediately hired and eventually worked as executive producer on another series, The Alfred Alfred Hitchcock Hour. His other TV credits include roles in Star Trek The Next Generation, Murder, She Wrote, The Paper Chase, Quincy, M.E., Kojak, and The Practice. In 2014, in recognition of his 82 years in show business and reaching the age of 100, the Los Angeles City Council proclaimed that his birthday of November 8th would be honored as Norman Lloyd Day. <clears throat> Norman Lloyd, actor, director, producer, dead at the age of 106. And I'm telling you, that is one very illustrious career he had. Um, I remember when I saw him on St. Elsewhere, uh, and then, of course, uh, having seen him in an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, I was taken aback when I saw him on Star Trek uh, The Next Generation because I didn't think that science fiction was something he would take an interest in in being uh, a guest on. But I guess, you know, 
he read the script. He saw he saw something he liked in it, and decided, "Hey, I'll do it." Uh, during his time on Saint Elsewhere, anyone who watched that show saw the character of Doctor Auslander, but they saw Norman Lloyd. They, everything that was the character came from Norman Lloyd himself. His passion, his drive, and at times his sense of humor. So here's a guy that, that had an 82-year career until he passed away. It's an amazing career. And some of the, the greats that he worked with Orson Welles, Charlie Chaplin, and others. Ingus Moorhead. You may not remember that name too clear, folks, but she played the mother-in-law on Bewitched. So Hollywood has lost a, uh, a very fine actor. And here's a lesson for all you Hollywood assholes. Norman Lloyd kept his politics to himself. He was old school Hollywood. Maybe you ought to take a lesson from that. I just wanted to bring that out because um, Norman Lloyd was certainly a... um, A, a fine actor. No doubt in my mind of that. All right. Going right along through here. Now, check this out. You're going to love... I think you're going to love this one, folks. More than 120 ex-military leaders penned a letter warning of deep national perils uh, Biden's lack of fitness. Uh-huh. Here we go. More than 120 retired U.S. military leaders have banded together and penned an open letter warning that the country is in deep peril as a conflict between Marxism and constitutional freedom brews. The Epoch Times reports that the letter, released Tuesday by Flag Officers for America, is signed by 124 former admirals and generals. According to the group's website, they are a group of retired military leaders who pledged to support and defend the Constitution of the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic. They caution that the country is in a fight for our survival as a constitutional republic like no other time since our founding in 1776. The signatories point out what they consider the biggest threats to the country, the rise of China, the rejoining of the Iran nuclear deal, immigration, and the ending of the Keystone Pipeline project. They also accused the Biden administration of launching a full-blown assault on our constitutional rights in a dictatorial manner 
by passing the bypassing the Congress with more than 50 executive orders quickly signed, many reversing the previous administration's effective policies and regulations. The letter blasts excessive lockdowns, school and business closures, and most alarming, censorship of written and verbal expression. Amid the coronavirus pandemic as direct assaults on our fundamental rights. They also backed the removal of Section 230, which shields big tech from legal liability. They say, it's written here as former president, I'm just going to say President Donald Trump pushed for the protection to be eliminated after he was banned from social media platforms. They also call on the FBI and Supreme Court to act swiftly when election irregularities are surfaced and not ignore them as was done in 2020. Without fair and honest elections that accurately reflect the will of the people, our constitutional republic is lost. This is what they wrote in the letter. The group also questions Joe Biden's mental capacity to hold the highest office in the land. The mental and physical condition of the commander-in-chief cannot be ignored. He must be able to quickly make accurate national security decisions involving life and limb anywhere, day or night. Their concerns over Biden's health comes after Biden's personal doctor released a report in 2019 calling Biden a healthy, vigorous 77-year-old who is fit to successfully execute the duties of the presidency. Several military experts blasted the letter, calling it an outright partisan attack according to Politico. A Navy officer told Politico the letter was disturbing and reckless. Jim Golby, an expert in civil-military relations, told Politico it was a shameful effort to use their rank and the military's reputation for such a gross and blatant partisan attack. The letter's organizer, Major General Joe Arbuckle, told the outlet that it isn't typical for retired generals and admirals to engage in political actions. But the situation facing our nation is dire. We are facing threats greater than any other time since our country was founded. To remain silent would be a dereliction of duty. Major General Arbuckle and the many signatories of this letter, I got news for those guys. They did one hell of a job. Anybody that is going and blasting these these generals and admirals that are retired, what? You don't like what they said? Tough titty, said the kitty, when the milk's hard chewing. Gunslinger, what do you say? Well... There's a lot to say on that one. Um, When you have 
uh, obviously that doctor's lying. Okay, there, he's another he's another doctor quack, quack quack quack. Okay, because if you cannot watch Sleepy Joe and the hoe and see him, he's there's nobody home upstairs in his head. There's there's nobody there. Okay. And I don't think there hasn't been anybody there for a long, very long time. I mean, the, how can you not see what his step situation is? Okay. He don't even know where he is. He don't even know who he's married to. He don't even, he sits there and mumbles and bumbles and stutters. I mean, he's letting the the slime slither across the southern border. None of these things would have happened with President Trump. I guarantee it. I don't see President Trump sitting there mumbling and bumbling, and, and at least he knows who he's married to and where he is. Okay? This fool is exactly what he is, is a fucking fool. Okay? Uh, even... I'm just wondering, where's the Biden supporters? You know, they they think that, you know, he's such a good boy there. You don't ever see nothing on Facebook or any of these or any of these social media sites uh, claiming how good Joe's doing. I ain't seen a fucking one. Well, maybe a couple. I'll tell you about a couple. And these fucking liberal fucking dumbass Democrats on top of that. But everybody else is saying... He's fucked up. He's an idiot. He's a fucking fool. And he's making this country... Well, he's not making this country. He's already made this country into the laughing stock of the whole fucking world. Okay? I guarantee you none of this stuff... 99% positive. None of this stuff would have happened because Trump would have taken care of it. He would have been on it like stink on shit. Okay? He wouldn't have fucked around. He wouldn't have kissed around. That's what you have in a in a good leader, in a positive leadership. You know, he's there. Hell, he's there on the battleground. He's there right in front. Hell, he took the COVID virus. You know, because he couldn't, didn't want to. You know, not be at the at the Oval Office in command. That shows good leadership. You know, and that's what he's. That's well, he's not getting paid to do it because he didn't, he didn't take no salary. You see Joe Blow there uh, giving his salary to anybody? Fuck no. And you won't because they're an evil, rotten son of a bitches. Go ahead. Making some noise, and I, I didn't want to uh, interrupt your uh, your uh, comments, so I turned my mic down and forgot to turn it back up again. See, folks, even I even I do that too. <laughs> it happens. Um, the the doctor that's that made that wrote that um, his personal physician. Okay. I want to go back to that comment. Here it is. 
um, because their concerns over Biden's health comes after Biden's personal doctor released a report in 2019 calling Biden. I still think this, this, this <laughs> I don't believe this. I'm sorry. Healthy, vigor, a healthy, vigorous 77-year-old who is fit to successfully execute the duties of the presidency. Well, if he was so, if he's so fucking healthy, why, when walking up a flight of fucking stairs, did he stumble not once but twice? I think he, I think he actually stumbled three times. Three times. Three times. That's that's three not healthy. Times. That's not vigorous. No. I mean, come on. I mean, constantly. Oh, I almost. I started to say, say it, but I got to do it the right way. It's come on, man. I mean, really? Sleepy, creepy Joe? No. I ain't buying it. Oh, I'm sure he, he was, he, at the time, he was a vigorous 77-year-old when it came to opening mouth and inserting foot. But as far as being fit to successfully execute the duties of the uh, presidency... No. Not even close. Okay? Even Camel Toe couldn't run this country. But, you know what? Camel Toe is doing what he's supposed to be doing. A lot of the, the things she's been doing lately fall in the president's lap, not the vice president. And they're neither a president or vice president. They're a joke. They're the laughing stock of this country, and they're turning this country into a laughing stock the longer they stay in power. So my, I salute those generals and admirals. I really do. They, they have earned my respect. They've earned my respect and admiration. And even though I did not serve under their commands, doesn't matter to me. This old NCO respects them deeply. All right. While we are at the, it is now uh, three minutes past the top of the hour. Uh, I want to do this now so that there's, so that I don't do it at the end of the broadcast like I did last night. Uh, folks, Firefox News Online is. Uh, well, it's in need of your help. If you find that what we do here on this broadcast is doing exactly what the mainstream media fails to do by bringing you discussions on the headlines that are happening in our country, the things that, that the American people face every day, and you find that we, we do that with a little bit of a sense of humor. And on occasion, we do uh, entertain. It's not the intention of this broadcast, but it does happen. Um, I mean, I, how, many, how many people do you know will sit down and with a back scratcher go, stick their tongue out, and scratch their back. 
<laughs> I did have an actual itch, folks. That's why I did that. But let's face it. Firefox News Online needs your help. Now, you can't take your donations off on your taxes. And I wish you could, but I, I'm not set up for that. But here's what you can do. You can help us out. Your help is most appreciated. Believe me, it is. Send your non-tax-deductible donation to paypal.me slash firefoxnewsonline. That's paypal.me slash firefoxnewsonline. Now, if you don't want to do that necessarily, there's an alternative, actually a fun alternative that I don't mention that often. And that would be, of course, Cafe Press. If you go to cafepress.com slash V-F-F-N-O-I-B-N, that's cafepress.com slash V-F-F-N-O-I-B-N. Well, I'll tell you what, you're going to find some really great stuff there. Everything that's there has the Firefox News Online logo on it. Now, I'm not drinking out of it today because, uh, well, unfortunately, um, it's in the dishwasher. But a mug about the size of the, of the one I'm holding here, it's about 15 ounces in size. And they're great mugs. They make great gifts. But uh, I'll tell you what. For those of you that are on the uh, watching on the video platforms, I'll bring up that particular. Hey, hey, hey! What the hell here? Where's my page? Something is afoot. My page is not coming up. Oh, there's a reason for that. Uh huh. Somehow the slash got got vanished. What the bloody hell? I hate when this happens, folks. I really do. Um, now, I have one possible hope of... There we go. I gave the wrong URL, folks. I apologize. It's been a while. It's cafepress.com slash the FFNO eStore. My apologies. It's cafepress.com and after the slash the FFNO eStore. 
Boy, I'm doing good today. See, Gunslinger, I'm losing my marbles again. It's not fair. I'm not. I'm not sleepy, sleepy Joe. My name is George Sinzer, Damn it! I'm not the. I'm not the guy who's who's sitting there going while falling down a flight of stairs, going up the stairs. I'll tell you what, folks. Let me show you what uh, what we got here. While you're at it, check now, the FFNO. You'll see a, you'll see a good picture about the gas prices. Oh, I did see that. No, uh, I, I just said this is a different. This is a different one. I just sent a few seconds ago. Yeah, no, I've been seeing a lot of pictures like that. The gas prices are are going up exponentially, and it's it's not it's not fair. It's really not fair. All right, folks. There it is. Hyphen is and just as and just as cool. Now, not only do do I use the coffee mug, but I also have the messenger bag, and I also have the mouse pad. Now, of course, you know soldiers are out there. I've got I've got military personnel that tune into this broadcast. So if you've got a loved one who's in the military, how about getting them the Firefox News Online dog tags? The dog tags have the uh, logo on them, and it's a great way to show your loyalty to a broadcast that tells it to you straightforward and to the point without any honest-to-God bullshit. So, there you have it, folks. Two ways to help out Firefox News Online. The CafePress.com slash the FFNO e-store. Or you can donate directly. Uh, you can't take it off on your taxes, like I said, but you can donate directly by going to paypal.me slash Firefox News Online. So there's two ways to do it. One way, you get a you get some really great merchandise. Uh, and all the proceeds from, from the sale of the merchandise on Cafe Press goes right back into the broadcast. I don't even get paid for what I do here. Seriously, I don't. Every dime goes right back into the broadcast. It has to. If I want to keep this show afloat for you, that's where it goes. So please help out today. The most direct way is the cat is through paypal.me slash Firefox News Online. Or if you want a nice little teddy bear or coffee mug, mouse pad, T-shirt, hoodie, hat, water bottle, even drinking glasses. We got those too. Oh, by the way, now that summertime is here and people are start, are going to be barbecuing again, hey, fellas, there's our light apron with the logo on it. You like this broadcast? You're going to be barbecuing? Get the apron. Seriously, get an apron and wear that proudly at the barbecue grill. 
All right. Firefox News Online with you in mind. If you're having a problem with drugs and alcohol and you need a way out, there is hope. Take it from someone who's, who drank for 19 years of his life and, ha- and as of May 5th celebrates 27 years sober. I can tell you from experience, there is a way to get, a, to get help. Contact the people at Alcoholics Anonymous if you're looking to get off the merry-go-round of alcohol addiction. Believe me. I didn't listen to my family and friends when, I, when they kept saying I drank too much. But it took some serious, serious, a very serious situation that could have ended my freedom to wake me up to reality. And ever since then, 27 years later, the only beverages I drink are coffee, tea, hot chocolate, orange juice, and, lo- and copious amounts of coffee. If you think I'm kidding... You think I'm? If you think I'm joking on the coffee aspect of it, I brew a Keurig coffee pot full of coffee before I go on the air, and this lasts me the whole show. Yeah. So, do yourself a big solid. If you're having a problem with alcohol addiction. Get help today. Look up aa.org today and talk to someone. Trust me, it does work. I know. I'm living proof of that. All right. Now then, let's get back into the nitty-gritty here, folks. Now, let's see. Move you, remove you, slide you over this way. Uh, One more. There. Okay, so let's see. What other items did I say I had for you tonight, folks? Oh. I'm going to put these two items back to back. because they are back-to-back, basically, in the list. Uh, Biden signs order to beef up federal cyber defenses. We'll get to that in just a second. There we go. Joe Biden signed an executive order Wednesday meant to strengthen U.S. cybersecurity defenses in response to a series of headline-grabbing hacking incidents that highlight how vulnerable the country's public and private sectors are to high-tech spies and criminals operating from half a world away. The order will require all federal agencies to use basic cybersecurity measures like multi-factor authentication and require new security standards for software makers that 
contract with the federal government. Officials are, go- are hoping to leverage the federal government's massive spending power to make widely used software safer for the private sector as well. The federal government needs to make bold changes and significant investments in order to defend the vital institutions that underpin the American way of life. This is what Biden said in his, exec- in his executive order. His actions come as the administration has been grappling with its response to a massive breach by Russia of federal agencies and ransomware attacks on private corporations. Biden's executive order was announced shortly after the nation's largest fuel pipeline restarted operations Wednesday, days after after it was forced to shut down by a gang of hackers. The disruption of Colonial Pipeline caused long lines at gas stations in the southeast. And the U.S. sanctioned the Kremlin Kremlin last month for a hack of several federal government agencies known as the Solar Winds Breach. That, That officials have linked to a Russian intelligence unit and characterized as an intelligence gathering operation. The AP previously reported that the Russian hackers gained access to an email account belonging to the Trump administration's acting Homeland Security Secretary, Chad Wolf. The United States is simply not prepared to fend off state-sponsored or even criminal hackers intent on compromising our systems for profit or espionage. Senator Mark Warner, the Virginia Democrat who leads the Senate Intelligence Committee, said in a statement, Warner praised the executive order but said Congress needs to do more to address the country's vulnerabilities in cyberspace. The order also creates a pilot program to develop a rating system similar to how New York City requires restaurants to display letter grades that correspond to scores received from sanitary inspections to show whether software and Internet-connected devices were developed securely. Now, Biden's order will also require IT service providers that contract with the federal government to share, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) excuse me, Uh, okay, I just lost my place thanks to that tickle in my throat. Now, Biden's order will also require IT service providers that contract with the federal government to share certain information about cyber breaches. An information sharing program that officials say will improve the country's cybersecurity as a whole. Now, the order also establishes a cybersecurity safety review board that's tasked with studying major cyber incidents and, be, and coming up with concrete recommendations. It's modeled after the National Transportation Safety Board. As a nod to how influential the private sector is in cybersecurity, the new board will be co-chaired by an official from the government and another from the private sector. 
Okay, first of all, in regards to that board, federal government should have nothing to do with it whatsoever. <coughs> nor should anyone from the private sector. That's just my opinion. But it's going to be that way anywho. They're going to have a representative from the government who will basically monopolize the whole fucking thing anyway, I'm sure. And uh, someone from the private sector who will get very little to say and have very little influence. I got a feeling that's the way it's going to work out. Uh, This executive order, lots of fluff, but no substance. It is all fluff and no substance. Uh, what's hap- what, what is happening in this country right now? And by the way, the one thing that's not mentioned in this thing in this uh, story, uh, it did talk about the about the long lines at gas stations in the southeast. But those long lines are not just in the southeast; they are extending everywhere. And the gas prices are going up, up, up. Oh, great. I've got the hiccups now. That's the reason it's going up. So, you got the hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, oh, shit, we talk, we're talking about gas prices going up, and now this guy whose initial spell the word gas is getting the hiccups? That's another thing that's going up. Oh, God, we're in trouble. Because if, if it backfires, if the hiccup backfires, he's going to swell up and go kablam. Well, you know that 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 committee that they're using, that she was talking about them forming. Okay, that's about as worthless as tits on a boar hog. Okay, because mm. you know what the NTSB is, National Transportation Safety Board. You know, I keep up with aviation and stuff, and those are the ones that investigate plane crashes, okay, or trains or anything like that, okay? Right. Planes, and trains, buses. Planes, trains, yeah. There's a YouTuber on YouTube. His name is Dan uh, Grider from Probable Cause, and he's an expert aviation expert. He's an engineer. He's a he's a uh, A&P. He's a commercial pilot, retired, all that shit. And the shit he can tell you about the NTSB, they're a bunch of fucking jokes. Okay, they can't get their shit straight. They can't even get the the the, the right causes for these for these um, airplane crashes and stuff. So they're going to form a committee, basically of the same thing. Okay, and it's just a bunch of failures is all it is. Okay, I mean it's ridiculous. I mean you'd be surprised. They 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 can't they can't get their story straight, and they're a joke. They're their head person. Uh, in the NTSB is a fucking joke, and he's not even a fucking pilot. So how the hell can you know about flying if you're not even a fucking pilot? <laughs> Try that one on for size. Hmm. Go ahead. <clears throat> well, there are members of the NTSB that are that are pilots. They are pilots. Now, quite frankly. Uh, I do not care one way or the other 
if there are pilots on the NTSB or not, because the NTSB, uh, quite frankly, is a waste of time. It's a waste of time for everyone. Um, I'm not going to say that they're a total waste of time. I shouldn't put it like that. They do. They do good. They do investigate things. Well, they've got top-notch uh, investigators. That they do have. But it's, their, it's how long it takes them to do an investigation that bothers me. There are investigations that, it, that took in upwards of a year or more when it shouldn't have. I, I understand wanting to be thorough, but really? That's a bit too long. Anything over six months take, is, too, is, is six months too long. Because if, say there was, say there was a plane crash or a train derailment and there were multiple lives lost, okay? Well, the families of those who died are going to want answers. And they're not going to want to sit around waiting, 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 waiting. Okay? Ergo... Uh, you've got these um, you've got these uh, this board that they want to put together okay they want to put this board together and uh, hold on a second the page I was reading from just reset there So they're talking about putting this thing together, and I'm like, why? We don't even know where Darkseid is in relation to the, uh, the cyber attack on the Colonial Pipeline. And let's also keep in mind that Washington, D.C. police, their systems were hacked also. And the hackers are negotiating with the Washington, D.C. police. But they're saying it's go, the negotiations are going no, ain't going nowhere. Well, uh, name one law enforcement agency that would want to negotiate with criminals. Okay? With criminals. So that the criminals get what they want. I don't think there's a cop out there that would want to do that. Oh, maybe it's just me. But Gunslinger, I, I swear to God, man, we are, we're living in some really strange, fucked up times. But this whole thing, for Biden to sign this order to beef up federal cyber defenses... Uh, he's basically telling the private sector, in a way, fuck you, you're on your own. That's the other part of the problem here, you know? Well, you know, like I said, if President Trump was still in command, he would have everybody, you know, jumping down their throat. He would find these fucking people, and he would sure wouldn't pay no fucking money, okay? Because he wants to help out the businesses, the, the private businesses. Okay, that's what made him great. Okay, the little people. Okay, 
Uh, sure, he had money when he started off, but, you know, he's still business-minded. He knows big business, and he knows little business, and he knows how it hurts these little businesses, okay? So he would definitely jump on it. You know that. I mean, that's – and to say he wouldn't would be fucking lunacy, okay? But this fucked up, fucked up son of a bitch that's in the fucking White House, then, hell, he don't care about the fucking – scumbags that are slithering across the Rio Grande down there. Should he care about this? <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, there it is. Now, now, of course, as I said, these stories, these two stories go back, are, they kind of piggyback themselves. Now, looking at the Washington, D.C. police that were having been hacked, uh, a ransomware gang says negotiations reached a dead end. Well, you're negotiating with police officers, not politicians. Politicians would have capitulated and given you whatever you wanted. But cops aren't politicians. Just so I throw that out there before I start reading. A ransomware gang that stole data from Washington, D.C. police and has leaked the personal information belonging to a handful of police officers in an effort to spur payment has said negotiations with the agency reached a dead end. The Babuk Group, a Russian-speaking ransomware syndicate, said negotiation within, with D.C.'s Metropolitan Police Department crumbled with it rejecting a $100,000 payment and it will release sensitive information that could put lives at risk if more money is not offered. The Metropolitan Police Department said on Wednesday morning that 20 members of the department had their information released through the access obtained from the Metropolitan Police Department's network by unauthorized parties. The department did not specify what kind of information was accessed. Additionally, Chief Robert Contry emailed department employees last week with instructions on how to sign up for a credit monitoring service. Now, on Tuesday, the gang released screenshots that appeared to be negotiations with the department. They show the gang asked for $4 million and received a counteroffer of $100,000. The authenticity of the screenshots could not be independently confirmed. Now, last month, the group said it had hacked into the network of the city, city's police department and threatened to leak the identities of confidential informants unless an unspecified ransom was paid. Now, experts told the Associated Press that such a release could endanger the lives of the informants. A day after the initial threat was posted, the gang tried to spur payment by leaking personal information of some police officers taken from background checks, including details of officers' past drug use and finances, among other things. Now, late, mon late Monday, the Babook group wrote on its website that it would release all the data it stole from the Washington Police Department if it did not raise the price. The negotiations 
reached a dead end. The amount we were offered does not suit us. This is what the group is saying. Babook leaked additional background files on Monday with its threat to release more. Brett Callow, a threat analyst and ransomware expert at the security firm Emisoft, told the Associated Press. Now, this is, as far, this is far worse than any hack of other police departments previously, Callow said, adding that he's never seen a law enforcement agency pay a ransom before. And they shouldn't. Okay? But here's where the problem starts. And, and, and I'm sorry, you know, I, I know I'm going to sound like maybe they should just pay the ransom and be done with it kind of attitude. But it's not just the officers that are working the job. This kind of shit puts their families at risk. So it's not just the police officers, but the police officers' wives, husbands, sons, daughters, parents, grandparents, grandchildren, whatever the case is, their families are at risk. This is getting to be an intolerable situation. Now, I'll finish my comments with this, and then I want to hear what you have to say, Gunn. Bottom lining it, if we had President Trump right now, there would be no negotiation, and these motherfuckers would have been found, arrested, and thrown under the jail. And they would have to have a special window to pump sunlight in. Go ahead. Well, <clears throat> there would be a lot. There would have been a lot of things that wouldn't have happened if President Trump was still in command. Besides that bozo that's up there now, he, like I said, he don't care about these fucking businesses or police departments. You know, he would not, you know, come out in any one of his limited speeches that he has supporting the police or the military. You heard it for you. You didn't hear that from him. You know, he wouldn't. Admit that, you know, that uh, BLM and all them fuck-ups are a terrorist and all this stuff. Um, <laughs> coming from a person like that, I mean, what do you expect? I mean, you know, that's, it's, if they would have done the right thing, you know, years ago and increased the security on these cyber things, maybe this wouldn't have, wouldn't have happened. It just depends. You know, uh, that only proves that nothing is secure, okay? I don't care what it is, okay? These groups of people can get together. It may be one or it may be 10 or 15 of these computer whizzes. They can get by. They 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 can get into anything, okay? That's why the grid is a fucking, in, you know, danger of a cyber attack. What about these nuclear power plants, okay? They're run exclusively by computers, okay? And don't tell me that nobody can get into them because if they can do this, shut down an entire fucking pipeline that runs from Texas all the way up fucking north, okay? Shut that motherfucker down. Not a fucking drop of gasoline fucking or whatever it carries is flowing, okay? If they can do that, there's no difference between the electrical grid or these nuclear plants. They're all run by computers. Every fucking damn one of them is, okay? So, 
I've always said this, and I'll say it again. If you're that smart on these computers, okay, and you know them motherfuckers inside out, backwards, forwards, and upside down, it's a piece of cake. Obviously it was, because it obviously didn't take too long to shut down an entire pipeline. Let that one sink in. <laughs> Go ahead. No, and, and you know something, Gunslinger, I agree with you. I do. It, it, given the level of technology that is out there today, given that there are people, and, and, I, and I, I'll, I'll tell you something right now, it's, you're, people are going to think I'm crazy for saying this, but there are, there, are, there are guys out there with way too much time on their hands since this pandemic who may have lost their jobs and are frustrated and desperate, and I wouldn't put it past some people to be part of, the, part of these groups. Okay, especially those in the, in, the, in, in the cyber community. Okay, now I I don't know I don't know how I'm no hacker. Okay, I'm no hacker, but I also know that I need to keep my shit protected. I use everything I can get my hands on, but let me point something out. And, let, and I cannot stress this enough, that no system, no matter how much you do with it to protect it, no system is 100% guaranteed safe. Let me say that again. No system, no matter what you have, is 100% guaranteed safe. Because if a hacker is that good, they'll find a way around it. Okay? They will find their way around it. And the frightening reality is hackers won't go after nuclear power plants. Let me explain why in a second. They'll go after lesser targets with more that, that, that with even with with even far more vulnerabilities that would be a slightly easier target to go after if they did manage to hack into a nuclear power plant one wrong algorithm one wrong piece of code and they could cause a meltdown Yeah, so that's why that that's why I'm, I can say with, with some certainty, hackers aren't going to go after in, uh, places like Indian Point and all that, but they are going to go after. They will go after the nation's power grid, because the distribution in the power grid is computer controlled. And they could shut that shit down real quick, causing power disruptions nationwide. Speaking of power, my, my power just went out for a second. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Wow. And you stand you and you're still on the line with me. Well, I've got my emergency backup batteries on the computer, so I just went it just they started beeping for a couple of seconds and then, you know stopped yeah, beeping. But, so. um, is your is, is your router slash modem tied plugged into that thing too? 
Yeah, it's got its own separate little battery pack too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, problem. Your internet service provider, the signal going into your router, is is not guaranteed to, to be there if the power is disrupted like that. Mine mine goes down when the power goes out. Well, yeah, I had a slip in just, the power, lasted about half a second, came back up, the router was rebooting. Yeah, if it, it depends on the, the sector of this area. If the power goes out here for, say, a storm or whatever, I can walk up to the street right here and look down and see the, see the street light just just three, 400 feet down the, down the road here. It's still on. So we're, in a, we're on the edge of a circuit here that this area goes out, but this area 300 feet down the road stays on, okay? And that's where the Internet comes from is that direction up there at the shopping center. It's weird. I mean, it's, it's, you think, well, the whole area would go down, but no, just our little just our little area right here. But the other one's just 300 feet down the road. Fucking street lights as bright as you can be. <laughs> it's really, it's really funny. <laughs> Believe me when I tell you, there are a lot of rural areas like that, really. Oh, and it, it's confusing as shit, but it, there are a lot of rural uh, spaces like that. I mean, yeah. I thought I thought that the border between one town to the other was bad. I could walk two blocks up the road and be in the jurisdiction of the, of the city of Poughkeepsie, right? I could walk two blocks further and be in the jurisdiction for the town of Poughkeepsie. Walk another block, city of Poughkeepsie. Confusing, ain't it? You never know what jurisdiction you're in until you actually call them and say, I'm at such and such location. So it's really weird the way things are set up. But getting back to this... uh, to this to this situation, um, we're, I have a I have a I've got a really bad feeling. We're, this is not the this is just the be, this is just the beginning. What happened to Colonial Pipeline? What happened to Washington D.C. Police is only the beginning. Okay, it's only the beginning, and it's only going to get worse. And that's what that's what bothers me about this whole thing. I mean, God help God help this country if something isn't done to put a stop to it. I don't want the government's hand in it, but if it becomes necessary for the cyber crimes division of law enforcement to get involved then God, please, get involved. These are cyber crimes. And my hat's off to uh, the Washington, D.C. police for not giving in to a four, to a $4 million ransom. But the, 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 the hackers at Babook... They may not take too kindly to, 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 to the uh, lack of good faith. Because that offer to them is a slap in the face. It, it's, it's just, it, it, that's a slap in their face. And they could end up doing far worse. 
And that's something, you know, that is a distinct possibility. Releasing information is one thing. What about other aspects of it? Hackers don't just hack to uh, to take information. They can also hack in to rewrite certain algorithms and codes in a system that locks you right out of it. Think about that. You know what I mean, Gunn? Oh, yeah. I mean, if, like I said, and I've said it a zillion times, nothing is secured, okay? I don't care how many layers of, of virus protection you've got, however much money you pay for it per month, the free ones are just as, just as good as the fucking ones you pay for, okay? It's just, and I, what, I, what have I said before? It's just like having 10 deadbolt locks on your fucking front door. And a window right next. All I got to do is take a little fucking hammer and go pop, pop that fucking window out, and I'm in your house. You got ten deadbolts on your door, but all I got to do is sidestep two feet, take a little stick or a little, just a little bitty thing, and or my foot, and kick the glass out, and I'm in. Okay, so locks are there just to keep honest people out. It's just like these virus protection things. Okay, they're there just to keep. Honest people out, okay? But if you really know your shit, okay, you can get right in there, and it won't take very long, okay? Nothing is nothing is secure in anything, for that matter, okay? Because it's made by man, okay? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Go ahead. Hmm. You know, I agree with you. Uh, as far as the, 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 the antivirus and stuff, I use Avast, okay, and it's just as good as as what you pay for. Yeah. In fact, it catches it catches more attempts at, at, at viruses than Carter's got liver pills in a bottle. But sometimes, whether free or not, antivirus will catch something, a program that you just put in. Let's say, for example, and it will label that program uh, a part of that program as a virus. And that's that's what they call a false positive, and it can mess up. It can really mess you up big time. I had it happen just recently. Luckily, I know the software, and I know that it's that the software is good. So I was able to uh, label that a false positive, and able to use the program. But not everyone's going to be quick on the draw like that. The only reason I'm quick on the draw like that is because I know what's in my computer. I know what's safe to use, and that's what goes in my systems. So there you go. Okay. Ooh, sorry, folks. I didn't mean to yawn in your ears. Uh, we're we're coming up on the end of the broadcast in about 12 minutes, so I want to get to one more item here on on this on this list of many stories. 
check this out. According to One American News, House GOP votes to remove Liz Cheney as conference chair. Good. House Republicans have voted to remove Representative Liz Cheney, Republican from Wyoming, as conference chair amid her continued criticism of President Trump and opposition to uncovering voter fraud in the 2020 election. GOP lawmakers approved Cheney's expulsion from her her leadership position in a voice vote Wednesday. This came after the Wyoming lawmaker had drawn intense scrutiny from conservatives for for denigrating the 45th president's concerns about alleged election fraud and voting to impeach him in January. Despite her ouster from House GOP leadership, Cheney still plans to run for re-election. Meanwhile, a new GOP House chair has yet to be named, but Representative Elise Stefanik, Representative Republican from New York, is expected to be her replacement. On the heels of the GOP vote to oust Cheney from her leadership position, President Trump called the representative a bitter, horrible human being. In a separate statement Wednesday, he said she's bad for the Republican Party. And this is a this is uh, an excerpt from that statement. Liz Cheney is a bitter, horrible human being. I watched her yesterday and realized how bad she is for the Republican Party. She has no personality or anything good having to do with politics or our country. She is a talking point for Democrats, whether that means the, the border, the gas lines, inflation, or destroying our economy. She is a warmonger whose family stupidly pushed us into the never-ending Middle East disaster, draining our wealth and depleting our great military. The worst decision in our country's history. I look forward to soon watching her as a paid contributor on CNN or MSDNC. Now, President Trump went on to call Cheney a talking point for Democrats a warmonger whose family pushed the U.S. into the never-ending Middle East disaster, which he called the worst decision in our country's history. And I agree with him. I really agree with him. So, you know know what? You know what the, the Republican Party should really do? Toss her out of the party altogether. Tell her, look, you like being a, you like siding with the Democrats all the time? Good. Kick her out of the party. Tell her. If the Democrats will have you, we don't want you. But that's just my opinion. Go ahead. Well, she's just a, she's just a traitor. <clears throat> all right. She yeah, she doesn't need to be any anything. She'd probably hell. She'd probably fuck up a job as a dog catcher out there in the street somewhere. I mean, this 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 is what you call a backstabber. <clears throat> this is what you call a anti-American. Okay, because she's definitely against her own party. She hates Trump. Okay, 
So why are you even in there, you idiot? I'm glad they kicked her out. Hell, instead of just kicking her out, they should have kicked her out of the country. I'd be all for that. You know? Use the old slingshot method. I love that. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, just don't get the Acme slingshot like uh, Wiley Coyote does. <laughs> yeah. While E. Coyote, super genius, with the Acme slingshot. Yeah, that would work well. But no, I, I get what you're saying, God. I do, and and and, and I, I, I'm all for her being kicked out of the, of the Republican Party. I'm all for her. Uh, hopefully, she gets voted out of office altogether. If if the people of Wyoming vote her back in, they they'd be damn fools to do so. She is she's she is she does not represent conservative values. She does not represent the Republican Party. She's 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 a liberal Democrat in Republicans' clothing. I mean, it's it's just that simple. Well, we are, and it is, it's, it's a shame, but it's true. We are down to the last five-plus minutes of the broadcast. So I want to take this opportunity to thank Iggy Mom and Cherokee Rose and Gunslinger for joining me tonight in, in, in tuning in. Uh, all of you watching and listening uh, wherever you are, and, of course, uh, in the archives of this broadcast. Last night's broadcast, I, w- I, I uploaded a better copy to the Blog Talk radio server, but I, I hadn't put the video side up last night. I, somehow I managed to forget that aspect. I don't know how I did that, but I did. But I'm going to correct that tonight after I get off the air. And as always, I want to give my good friend Gunslinger the, his opportunity for final thoughts on his side of the microphone. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Gunslinger's final thoughts. Well, you know, just like I said a while ago, you know, nothing is nothing is is secure or solid in anything. I don't care what it is. So, you know, you best have your toes up, as the old saying goes, okay? Uh, just because it's it's off doesn't mean it's really off. If you're good enough, you could get into systems, okay? I don't care where it is. I mean, you know, you got children that can that can outdo and, and outperform tasks on computers better than you can, okay? They're a whiz at it. Okay, it's like no big deal. <laughs> it's like yo, you, well, you can't do that. Uh, so, and these are just children. You know, these are people that have studied this shit day in, day out, hacking computer systems, security systems, the whole nine yards. And like I said, if you study it long enough, in this in this case, you're gonna get pretty damn good at it. And to do what they did, and you obviously see. They weren't. They didn't have their pants down. They had security protocols on that system. <laughs> Obviously, it didn't do no good. Did, did it? They got right in. 
managed to shut the whole damn thing down. And look at what it caused. That's just a drop in the hat of what they could do. If. If is a big word, even though it's IF, but it still represents a very big meaning. If they did this. If they did that. If they went for the grid, the electrical grid. Okay. <clears throat> or the banking. Hell, com- uh, bank, the, the, the ATMs and all this shit at, at banks are tied into one big happy family via the internet. Okay. Your credit cards. All that, all them credit card processing little things you slip your card in, all that shit's connected to the fucking internet, by some means or fashion. Okay, it's a direct secure line, obviously encrypted, but obviously the the system that operates this this uh, pipeline was encrypted too. Obviously they got around it, didn't they? Or it wouldn't have went offline. <laughs> so you know everything because. Is, is connected some in some way, shape, or form to the Internet via encrypted, 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 encrypted nation or something, encrypted um, programs or whatever. Either way, okay? So, you know, you never fucking rely and think that, well, I'm safe out here, and I'll just, uh, just put, you know, balls to the wind, piss in the wind, you know, guess what? Piss in the wind, you go get pissed on. <laughs> I guess that's my final thought. Don't get pissed on. Yeah, right. Well, Gunslinger, uh, as I go into my final thought, the one thing that I find uh, disturbing is the fact that one group called Darkside, another group uh, with uh, with the ability, which is Russian speaking, called the book called Babook, uh, were able to hack. The Colonial Pipeline, the Washington, D.C. police, there's no telling how far these hackers will go or how desperate they will become. Like I said over the last two nights, our nation's power grid is at risk because it has not been properly upgraded in decades. They need to fix that oversight, and soon. And the only way that's going to happen, because that, that, and correct me if I'm wrong, Gunslinger, you're a master electrician. Am I wrong in what I'm about to say, that our nation's power grid is also considered infrastructure? Well, absolutely. Bridges, uh, power stations, the generating stations, the distribution systems, all the way down to a meter out here on the outside of your house. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. 100% correct. Go ahead. And that, with that, you know, we're, we're, we're all vulnerable. All it takes is a, a hacker good, that's really good at what they're doing, uh, not going after a nuclear power plant, but actually going after the computer controls that operate the nation's power grid. You shut down a couple of, even just one of those, the nation is going to be in trouble. Now, thankfully, hospitals have emergency generators. But how long can a hospital operate on an emergency backup generator? Okay? 
especially with critical life support systems and so forth. That's, you know, that, I'm sorry. That, that I can answer that. There's, I, I can answer that real, real fast. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I just said I, I could answer that because I've worked on them. If you, you've been in the emergency rooms, I'm sure. I have, too. Okay? Oh, yes. Been you many look times. On the wall, yeah, many times, yeah. More than, I, more than I want to, but anyway. Uh, you see on the wall those red outlets? Mm-hmm. They're red. Okay. Those are exclusively connected to the emergency generation, the generator system. Okay. So that means when a hospital loses power, the diesel generators are supposed to come on now. That's what they're supposed to do. Some of them don't, and that's a maintenance problem, okay? Maintenance is supposed to take care of the things. They're supposed to be fired up every, I don't know, every couple of weeks, everything checked and batteries checked and everything to make sure that when the power does go out that they, you know, fire up. So every one of those red outlets that you see in a hospital is connected to this emergency um, generator distribution panel. So when the power goes down, the the generators come back come on. It's called an automatic transfer switch. It automatically transfers critical loads to those red outlets. Life support, for example, you know those machines that they plug into it. They they'll run on the generator. But again, you know that's great. But again, it's still a machine. Machines can break down. Okay, and machines need fuel. As long as you can supply fuel to it, sure, that thing will run for months if it, if it has to. And usually, they usually have more than one generator called parallel generation in case that, you know, because it, it brings, if say you have four generators, okay, in a big, huge hospital, okay, if the power goes out, number generator one comes on, and if the load is still higher than that generator can handle, it automatically brings on generator number two, okay? And then like a domino effect because of the power load, okay? And, it's, and it brings on each one. And as the power load reduces, it'll take each generator off down to the one until the main power comes on. And then both of these systems today, the generators will run in sequence with the main line power to make sure that maybe – Five minutes later, it doesn't do it again. The computer system that these things are controlled by actually monitor the line, and you could say you could set it for thirty seconds, minute, five minutes, ten minutes, thirty minutes to actually keep generating. To and they generate in sequence with, with each other. Okay, so the power line merges with the generator voltage, and the generator voltage merges with the power line to keep everything running to make sure in case. In the event that it falls out again, the generator is already up and running, and nothing is interrupted. Go ahead. Well, I'll tell you what. Between you, and me, and the four winds, something has something has to be done before something worse okay. happens. You know. Yep. And that's and that's what it comes down to. Oh yeah. Um. I don't want to see this country being cyber attacked every day or every other day or however they do it because no one's coming up with a viable solution uh, to fix the problem. Now, whether it's private sector or, or, or governmental, 
if there's no if those if there's no viable plan in place with the op, with the with the with with the option to uh, you know to say these hackers are able to uh, bypass one or two things in the upgraded setup. These our our system the systems need to be adaptable so that they can make modifications on the fly. Okay, and any A plus rated tech, especially someone who who has knowledge of of hacking and so forth, could be invaluable to to helping our our nation's power grid stay safe, uh, police departments. What the whole nine yards? This is where it becomes key, I believe. But if nothing, but if nothing changes, as we say in twelve-step recovery, if nothing changes, nothing changes. And that's the scary part of this whole thing, folks. All right, that's the scary part of all this. All right, everybody, that'll do it for this edition of Firefox News Online. I want to thank everybody once again for being here. And as always, Firefox News Online is right now into its summer schedule. Okay? That means we're only on three nights a week, two hours a night. So be sure to check Facebook.com slash the FFNOIBN or MeWe.com slash Firefox News Online or gab.com slash Firefox News Online for the links to the live broadcasts. The only link that will change on, that, on the list of links is the Blog Talk Radio link. That changes daily that we broadcast. All right? So, Gunslinger, thanks for being here, brother. Always a pleasure. And uh, we will be here... If anything major league happens that requires us to get on the air quick, and we will do that ASAP. But tonight's our last night of the week for the summertime. We'll be back on Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 Central, and 7 Pacific time on the multiple broadcasting platforms used by the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Network. I'm George Sinzer, and for the comments I've made, that's the way it is from my perspective. Y'all be good, and if you can't be good, be careful. If you can't be careful, please, for the love of God, do not name it after me. That's all I ask. Until next time, America, take care. And we are out of here just as soon as I uh, do this. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-